Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Sapporo. Welcome back. We are at episode 80 where we will talk asset allocation. Thank you as always for joining and listening to the podcast. Make sure you five-star rate and subscribe to the pod. Share with your friends. Of course, we're going to talk about what's in the news. We have the roundtable. We have question of the week. We have so much more. As always, thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Very excited for the episode this week. Lots to discuss. We will first start with our market market update. All indexes, all major indexes right now are pointing slightly higher. There was a jobless claims report that came in that was roughly in line with expectations. All the earnings from the company in Q2, all the data that's coming out has been really strong. So uh, that's probably what's been pushing us towards, that has been what's pushing us towards our, our near highs for all the major indexes. Um, biggest things for those. But... There are some economists that are worrying about economic growth in the second half, and that's the biggest conversation is economic growth. And will it be slowed down from tapering? Will it be slowed down by the Delta variants? There are different things that are showing as far as slowing down of growth in the second half of 2021, um, the supply chain issues, different things of that nature. So that's the big thing we're watching. The 10-year yield has actually been trading lower for a while now for the last couple of months, which has been good for growth, big tech uh, stocks. So... Those are the biggest things I'm watching in the market and adjusting accordingly. If we go to the news now, let's dive into our news. Digital ad marketing is on fire right now. This is actually interesting. I thought of a digital ad business um, that if it's already out there, I, will, I'm gonna, I would like to research. But it's actually a really interesting business model that I'll keep to myself for now. But as you're seeing, companies are spending more and more money on digital ad marketing. So if Facebook showed that their ad sales grew an impressive 46%, Google's grew 69%, Snap's quarterly sales more than doubled from last year, Twitter's soared 74%. So companies are spending so much more on digital ad because it makes sense. That's where eyeballs and content are right now um, is on the digital ads, on advertising social media platforms and streaming, all these different areas. Um, that's where ad sales are gonna you know, really benefit for a lot of these platforms. So eyeballs, content we've talked about it so much and drilled it into to everyone the listeners ears but that is a big big deal and something to watch going forward more social media microsoft subsidiary linkedin is facing a lawsuit claiming that it inflated the number of people who watch video ads on the network network platform allowing it to overcharge hundreds of thousands of advertisers that's kind of a big deal um you know if you're not getting sound set strategy num sound numbers for these different ad companies, to these people that are buying these ads, you're inflating them. That's a big deal. So it's 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 going to be batted around in court. We'll see what actually comes out of it. That's not certain that they did that, but that is something that they're being sued for. Um, and so we'll um, see what what comes from that. So that's a really really interesting play there, and something to watch. More big corporate news. Target's going to pay 100% of college tuition for its workers in a bid to attract talent. There's a talent war going on right now. Seeing Target saying they're gonna pay more. Different banks on Wall Street are increasing their junior analyst pay. There's a talent war going on um, because people need workers and it's, you know, I gotta do different ways to be have benefits, to attract people, to attract talent, to attract the right people to your company, get people to stay. Those are all things that are being batted around right now. And of course, the king meme stock stock, Robinhood, is not now one of the known for powering the rise of meme stocks, is now you know turning into a meme topic stuff. It's trading uh, now 
on NASDAQ and um, actually was, you know, the first couple of days of the IPO was around flat or lower, but now it's popped up in the last couple of days as people think it's being fueled by retail investing surge. Retail investing in, interest in Robinhood has increased a lot over the past couple of days. Um, and it's being mentioned a lot on different forums, but that's interesting. I think the actual business model outside of like what different things happen, obviously, you know that they don't do great with customer service. They do, they don't do great with other things. Business model itself, every young person is using it in the sense of it, that that's not, for me, I don't think it's right. I think we have a better option with Schwab um, and people that are, you know, just using it wrong in the wrong way. You know, I've, they, they see the pain, they see the pain that comes from that. Um, they see the pain that tries to get rich quickly. They see the pain of trying to confuse themselves that they're a trader, which doesn't work, or investor, which that does work. Um, and so that's something to watch out for as far as the platform itself. And they're saying, Forbes is now saying Rihanna's a billionaire. Um, they're saying she's the richest female musician in the world, uh, but only a small percentage of her $1.7 billion estimated fortune can be attributed to her, her songs. Uh, most of it, uh, $1.4 billion comes from her makeup company, Fenty Beauty. Um, the other $270 million comes from Savage and Times Fenty, her lingerie brand. Uh, so yeah, she has these two companies that done well. She had early investors of Jay-Z and different venture firms. And I think both of these these companies, and they've like, ballooned just from the, her ability to create strong brands, strong products, her following, um, and it's pushed her paper fortune. Um to a great amount. So yeah, that's another thing people understand. You can do all these different things, but you know, if you are that person that has the a true mindset that's good and can execute, that leads to, you know, increasing net worth rather than not having that and just, you know, having a paycheck. But everyone's different. Everyone's different on that side of things. And we've talked about a lot, the rise in the Delta variant and what can mean for the economy, for businesses. Um, that's something that's being watched very, very closely. Um, we're seeing rising in cases. Um, the CDC now says Delta now makes up 83% of new Corona U.S. cases, and it's 50% more contagious than the Alpha strain. Uh, they're re, they're having recommendation, re-recommending, remasking indoors, even for people that are vaxxed. Half of California is back under mandatory indoor mask pro, uh, mandates. Home Depot, McDonald's, Target, all these companies said they require workers to wear masks in many locations, regardless of vax status. Walmart and Disney are even requiring more workers to get the shot. So it's looking like, you know, the 2020 shutdowns uh, led to the biggest drop in our quarterly GDP, GDP ever. And so they're trying to avoid that by saying, hey, let's take the precautions now. Let's get vaccinated. We have over 70% of U.S. adults are now vaxxed. Um, you see a lot of just discourse about this, but I, I think the science, I'm trusting the science. I'm vaccinated. I don't know your status, but I'm not asking. I just think we trust the scientists in this, and, and, and hopefully that's what gets us through uh, on this side of things. So we'll definitely be keeping our eyes out for that. For the first time ever, Facebook is going to debut a movie exclusively uh, via a ticketed line event. So they're going to do their first time ever via re release a movie exclusively. Um, the Outsider, a controversial documentary of the construction of the 9-11 Museum in Manhattan, will premiere on Facebook for $3.99. On August 19th, it's not an ad. It's just interesting that they're doing that. They're using their platform for different content outlets. And so this is something very, very important to watch if Facebook does more. I know they had the show, um, the TV shows. I know they had a couple. I know they had a, the Ball family show. I never watched an episode, but they probably had a larger 
bag for going with that versus other streaming services because I, I don't think anyone ever watched that show. <laughs> I don't know anyone who ever watched the Ball Family show. If you did, ping me because I did not watch. Even though I like the Ball Brothers, I, hope, I wish them even more success. And as we talked about earlier, talked about Robin Hood, but let's shift over to another more of a millennial area, which I think is important and will tie into our our discussion in the roundtable. But, you know, cryptocurrency regulation, SEC Chair Ginsler is saying that he would like to step into that realm um, and, and actually Gary Ginsler is saying he would like to to kind of look at regulating uh, cryptocurrency um, universe um, and he's looking at it in different ways, but he's asking help from Congress. Um, he wants more resources to, to help understand the universe and to help regulate the universe, which I do think in, in some cases, one, I think it's good in the sense that you can't fully regulate crypto. There's not going to be the same way you do with like the, the equities market or the bond market or any other markets, but this has classes different because it's based off technology code. It's different. So, but I do think it does legitimize and it does take some of the bad actors out of the realm. I think that's important. And it helps legitimize cryptocurrency. And I think that's overall a good thing in the long term. So I, I don't think necessarily bits of regulation that helps take out bad actors is a bad thing in this case. So we'll definitely watch out for that. More payment news, though. Square um, purchased for $30 billion roughly after pay, which is an Australian buy now, pay, pay later company. Um, these are getting popular. I'm not that... Hip, I understand the business model, but I've never used these after pay or the firm or buy now, pay later, where you spread out the interest-free monthly installments. But, you know, this gives Square a good leg up. The stock popped on the news because it's, you know, integrating into their already great ecosystem of what they do in payment. So it makes a lot, a lot of sense. Um, um, so that's that's something to look out for as well. And as we move forward, we'll move forward here. We're really looking at, you know, there's a lot of men talk about, you know, how things are going. Stocks are going higher. Different things are happening. Stimulus, all these different things. But whose pockets is it actually hitting? Americans are getting richer. Last year, U.S. household wealth surged to records as Americans accumulated a fresh $12 trillion in the first quarter. Um, but the gains aren't even. A third of the total increase in Americans' net worth last year went to the top 1%. That's 3 million people. Um, the same as went to the bottom 60 or 200, uh, nearly 200 million people. So we talk about that wealth disparity. We talk about that. It's, it's increasing. There's different reasons why. It's a multifaceted conversation. But you want to be plugged in and understand the conversation. So we'll talk about more of that in the roundtable and why asset allocation is important. Speaking of the roundtable, that was all we had for What's in the News and our market update. We will go to the roundtable next. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the roundtable as we discuss a topic that I find very important. Um, and it hit me over the last couple of weeks as we're, as we're expanding and doing different things for many, many great clients across the country. You know, what is our end goal, especially for our younger clients and our wealth builders? What is our end goal? Um, and we start to get on sense of, you know, how we get to goals, how we get to goals efficiently and faster and, 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 and at a great speed and, and, and accomplish things better. 
it's hard to understand that, okay, clients, you know, people across countries, you, you see they have, um, you know, retirement, they have a Roth, they have a traditional, they have a brokerage account, they're hopefully saving a decent amount, it could be more, but they're saving something and having that properly invested. But what does that mean at the end of the day? How do we also get to goals? I'm speaking in circles because I realize that people aren't fully see the bigger picture, which is a different thing that we want to discuss is asset allocation. And and what is asset allocation? Asset allocation, is it just pretty much involves dividing your investable assets, um, your investable capital among different asset categories. So there's different asset categories. You obviously know or should know at least what stocks are, um, bonds, you know, cash is essentially an asset, obviously. Um, then there's obviously a new asset class like cryptocurrencies. There's alternative investments, which are, you know, private equity capital, private capital buying, you know, different businesses, venture capital buying, you know, a stake in smaller businesses or growth businesses that are startups. These are different ways of asset allocation. Now, should you know all this? If you're listening, probably not, or probably wouldn't. Um, that is, but that's important for me to help understand that. So, Newstreet, we're actually helping people get into different asset asset classes. That's why we're probably the only firm, and maybe a handful of firms in the country, that is able to help people with and invest with people in stocks and bonds, investing people for cryptocurrency, as well as alternative venture and assets or venture capital. Which is not very many firms cross country can ever say that, uh, or and, and do that well. They 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 just they just don't. Um, but when you're thinking about asset allocation, one you want to think of your time horizon. Um, it should be longer. All right, that's where people get messed up. You need to have a longer time horizon to understand building something for years versus trying to do something that you can try to buy a lottery ticket. It's not going to work. Build something. It'll. It'll do better for you. Trust me. You need to understand your risk tolerance. Venture investing or, or cryptocurrency, which I believe in and have great exposure to, and, and many of my clients are now building that exposure. That isn't for everyone. It depends on how much capital you have in the, to begin with. If you have less amount of capital, not a bad thing, but you shouldn't be trying to do something. In my in my perspective, you sh- if you don't have that capital, this is speaking of someone else, you shouldn't be trying to do something um, where you should be first working on hitting the ground balls, hitting, getting the ground balls, getting the the sure things, which is building up a retirement portfolio, building up a brokerage account, and then we can venture out. So that is speaks to risk tolerance. That speaks to available capital for certain people, because um, there's risk versus reward trade off in any of these things. But you want to have more choices when you have more capital, and to get more capital, you need to first hit the ground balls, and then we can expand out. Um, and a lot of these things are closed doors. Um, so like venture investing is not for everyone in the sense that the SEC has rules on who can do it, um, who can one invest in it. Luckily we can, who can be investors in venture funds, all these different things. Um, but that's something to understand. And it's so important because with investment returns, different market conditions, you can protect yourself against different things. You can diversify when you have correct asset allocation, but done by an expert, um, and you can get past a lot of things that you wouldn't have otherwise. And that's a big thing of diversification. That's why my clients have that ability for us to do that for them. Um, and it's super, super important. And I know people wouldn't have known about this otherwise. We are one of the few firms that are allowing people to one, properly invest for retirement, 
save, invest, and grow properly, which is hard for people to, to grasp, to have exposure, depending on their risk profile, to cryptocurrency as well. One of probably maybe 10 firms in the country that actually manage cryptocurrency for clients correctly. And then now the venture fund. So if you look at these aspects and you're thinking about a long-term plan, which not all these things can be done right away for certain people, uh, this is something that you know we do and we wanna make sure people can do as well. So I, th I say all this, say this, understand asset allocation, have an expert do this. Again, you cannot just, and it's not smart, you cannot just do these things without proper, without having someone properly do them for you. These are things that take a lot of research time and actually understanding how to do. And that's why you should have an expert if you're, you really 100% should. 100%. I've seen the other side of it when people try. I, I talk about this many times. Um, it's need to be done correctly. So that, that's an, an aside, and we'll talk more about this. But if you have questions about this, please, please reach out to me. Great roundtable talking as, asset allocation. Again, I like to preface this and warn people, again, you should not try and and people that have you know been lucky enough that we're working with they're they're doing well because they understand not trying to outsmart themselves which is just i'd rather be for these people i'd rather you know make money working with an expert and feel good about my where my position versus trying to outsmart myself and losing money that's just not how you should do things um but again teach their own God bless you. Um, let's move on to the question of the week, which I thought was an interesting question. We've gotten away from domestic spats. <laughs> and now we are looking at a question from a younger reader and listener who says, who knows if I'll live until retirement, but I have 10K in credit card debt and 4,500 4, 4, in student loans. Should I tap my 24K, 401K? And here it goes. I'm 41 years old, father to two lovely teenagers and married to my second wife for a little over a year. I'm sitting on 10K credit card debt and I still got 4,500 to pay off my student loans. Our combined income is just 100,000 a year. I've got arguably be a small amount invested in 401K at sitting at 24,000. I keep having this thought that it would be a lot more comfortable if I just paid off my debt with the piece of that retirement fund. I know there's penalties and taxes, but this idea in my mind, just sitting there, um, have at least another 25 years of work ahead of me. I know this is a really dark thing to think and acknowledge, but who knows if I'll live until retirement. Um, he's, he's heard people say don't touch retirement, but he's just wondering what to do. And he's right in the sense of, it's an interesting question. Um, yes, you're right. If you withdraw money from your 401k, you're going to have the penalties. Uh, if you're under the age of 59 and a half, then you're going to have the taxes. Um, but, you know, what you're losing out if you were to draw um, is, you know, that compound interest. The biggest cost associated with taking out from these, you know, 401k instruction is taxes is is the compound interest. You're missing out on 20 or 30 or 40 years of compound interest had you not done that, had you not taken uh, money out. What the person, the individual needs to do is sit down and figure out a plan with the sec second wife to pay off debt. I mean, I understand the income 
low low amount, low amount or relatively low amount of household income, but that can be increased. There can be different things for cutting budgeting. There could be different things to be done to increase that. Um, so we're not capped there. People think there's a cap there. You're not capped there. You can increase that, but you're losing out. You want to break free from the 10th credit card. You have to focus on the budget there. You have to go back to the budget and plan accordingly with that. But that's an interesting question. I hear that once in a while. I think people have gotten away from that. They understand, like, don't touch the retirement. Try other ways to pay off debt, which I believe in because it's just you need to build a nest egg uh, first and foremost um, in, in any situation. So 100% agree with that. Um, and we'll see, check in later on how this guy turns out. But that is our question of the week. Hey, everyone. Thank you again for listening to another fun, fun episode. Personal update. It was my birthday this past weekend. Great birthday. Had a good time. Um, got to relax a little bit. So, one, I appreciate everyone that reached out for text messages, calls, anything that you did. Appreciate it. This is another, you know, great way we're going onward to keep working, to, to keep working to do our goals for the next year. Um, that's all we should be focused on. That is all we are focusing on and continue for this year and beyond. So, again, appreciate it. It was a great time. Football's back. I don't know if you guys knew that there's actually a football game on. If you're listening to this on, what, Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday, um, um, there is a football game on. So, you know, that's actually really, really fun. I hear they're saying there's a there's a game on all of football on every week until you know the season ends. So we're in back in the swing of things. My favorite sport, sport that I played all through growing up. But that's that's fun. That's exciting news. So we'll end on that exciting news, and we will talk to you next week.